Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. I was just in the previous teaching, I was talking about how Christ is priesthood is according to the order of Melchizedek. And I explained the reason why he is seated and he's not standing. The reason why he's seated in heaven as a high priest, because in the Old Testament, our understanding of high priests is they kept working and standing, but he is seated and I explain it. I feel like I should give this word to somebody just before we started the session. I just so strong on my heart. Now this is for, this word is for somebody. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yeah, I will help you. God said, I should tell you, he will help you. Fear not. He will help you. He will strengthen you. In this our year of faith, we certainly walk by faith and not by what we see. We walk by faith and not by what we are experiencing. We walk by faith and not by sight. Don't allow the scene, the scene and the circumstances around you to determine your trust in God or your hope. Don't give up. He said, fear not, for I will be with you. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of, with the right hand of my righteousness. God himself said he will hold you. He will hold you. He will hold your home. He will hold your family. He will hold your job. Yes, he will hold your future. He knows your name. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the, even the greatest thing is we have a high priest who is shepherding us from the position of power and majesty. So our shepherd is a king and a high priest. And he's the one taking care of us, nourishing us. You will not be put to shame in Jesus' name. I pray for you for peace, for peace, for peace. I command those nightmares to cease now in the name of Jesus. I command addictions to that addiction to pornography, addiction to gambling, addiction to sex, addiction to smoking, addiction to drinking, addiction to drugs, that addiction that want to destroy your life. I cast that addiction out of your life and I speak as a prophet of God. I speak peace into your life. I speak peace and deliverance. I speak peace and deliverance over your life in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Jesus name. Yes, you overcome in the name of Jesus. Amen. So in our previous teaching, we spoke about how Christ came after the, as a high priest, after, after the order of Melchizedek. And I explained why he's seated. I said he's seated because he has finished the ironic, the demands of the ironic priesthood. Because my, the ironic priesthood was institution in uh, Levitical priesthood was instituted because of the sin of man. So they can offer gifts and sacrifices. Gifts to please God. Sacrifices to cover for sin. Cover up for sin or cover their sins. So, and they, the priests themselves had sins. So when they go before God, they have to first Hebrews, Hebrews 9-7 offer sacrifices for themselves and then for the people. Very important. They had to keep doing that. Other than that, they themselves will be in trouble because they haven't taken care of their sins. And Jesus comes and he goes without sin. 
And then secondly, they also, the priests, Levitical priests had to go with the blood of animals, bulls and goats. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11. And chapter 9, verse 10, 11 and 12. They depended on the, the, the blood of bulls and goats and the blood of animals. But our Lord Jesus Christ, one, he didn't have to offer sin, sacrifice for sin for himself. He, Bible says that he was without sin. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, so we have a high priest. He, uh, for, uh, we do not have a high priest who cannot, we have a, we do not have a high priest who cannot be sympathized with our feelings, uh, feelings of our infirmities, but was at all points tempted just as us or like we, but without sin. Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 3, what the law could not do in the flesh, in that it was, what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, verse 4. God did by sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and who um, and, and he condemned sin in the flesh because he didn't have sin. He was able to condemn sin in the flesh. So our high priest was sinless. So he didn't have to offer sacrifice for his sins. But he also secondly went into the holies of holies. Verse 9, chapter 9, verse 12, it says that verse 11, verse 10, uh, chapter 9, verse 11, but Christ being Come a high priest of good things to come by greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made by hands. Verse 12 says, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. He went for us and he went in once. He obtained it. Chapter 7, verse 26. For such a high priest is high priest become us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, separated from sinners. He's separate from sinners. He's not a sinner, right? Separate from sinner, sinners and made higher than the heavens. Yeah, he's not just, he's even higher than the heavens. Who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins, and then for the peoples, see. So the old, the, those other priests are offer sacrifices first for their sins and for the people. He didn't have to do that daily and offer sacrifice first for the people, for his own sins, and then for the people, then for the people. For this he did once when he offered up himself. So now in his high priestly role, he doesn't have to offer up sins, he sacrifices for sin, Why? because he's done it once and for all. It's a once and for all sacrifice Christ did. So on the cross, when he has killed, Bible said, the seven says that this he did when it, or he offered up himself. So in the, on the cross, he offered up himself as a sacrifice for our sins. This is the, 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 the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John 1, 9, 29. Behold, and 30, 30, 36. Verse 36. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God who takes away the... He didn't cover it up. He took it away. Our sins became history when it comes to those of us who are in the redeemed community, when it comes to God. So this our high priest did that for us. And so he 
Now they didn't have to operate under that kind of order, even though it was a necessary requirement if you are going to represent men because of sins, you have to have something. Verse Hebrews chapter 8, verse 3, Bible says that this man also had to have something to offer. Hebrews chapter um, 8, verse 3, for every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifice. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man, Jesus, have something also to offer. Because you are going to represent men, and men are sinful, so you have to have something to offer. But the good news is, he offered himself, and he presented not the blood of bulls, but his own blood. He entered the Holy Spirit, according to what we just read, chapter 9, verse 14. He said, how much, uh, sorry, verse 12, neither by the blood of bulls and goats, and, uh, sorry, by the blood of goats and goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place. He took his blood, and that's it. And then when he did that, now he could sit down. So he had to sit down. And then secondly, uh, as you read, oh, I didn't even read it, Psalm 110, yeah, verse 1 and 2, we read it. Psalm 110, verse 1 and 2, it says that, um, sit thou at my right hand. The Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand as I make your enemies your footstool. And it says, the rule thou in the midst of your enemy. So that scepter of ruling, New King James says that the scepter of authority or something, the scepter is for ruling. Okay, so he gave him the scepter. He said, take the scepter and rule thou in the midst of it. That's for kingship. So he was a king because Melchizedek was a king. The first description of Syria said, king of Salem. Melchizedek met him, who was king of Salem and priest of the Most High God, Genesis chapter 14. Verse 18. The king of Salem and priest of the Most High God. In Hebrews chapter 7, it says that this Melchizedek, king of Salem, king of righteousness. So he was king of Salem and the king of righteousness. Right. And then he was the priest. He met Abraham and blessed him. So the Melchizedekan order of priesthood is not just a basic priesthood. It is a kingly priesthood. So you are a priest, but you are a king. A royal priesthood, royal and throne. So Jesus sat in the position of ruling and authority. And he, with his authority as a ruler and uh, and his office as a high priest, using that to shepherd us. So our shepherd is a king and our shepherd is a high priest. Hallelujah. And I explained that in his capacity as a high priest, First of all, his blood has paved the way. That is why by Hebrews chapter 4, 4 verse 14, it says that um, having a high priest over the house of God who has passed through the heavens. Like, and then he says that, and then he says, um, verse 15 says that, for we do not have a high priest who cannot be, who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity, but can, who cannot be touched, but was tempted at all points, just like us, and, and but without sin. Let us therefore, verse, verse 16, Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Why should we come boldly? Because we have a high priest who is there. That's the point I'm making. We have a high priest who is there, and so come boldly. Come before God. Yeah, I know you went wrong Sometimes you did some stuff, ask for forgiveness and just come. Because there's a blood that is already speaking for you. Use it. Make use of the blood. In First John chapter 1, verse, uh, verse 9, it says that, But if you confess our sins, he's faithful 
and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So, and then you come back as normal, ask for forgiveness, forsake your sins, and then come back to Christ and come before the throne, boldly before the throne of grace. Now, this leads me to chapter 10, and I want to finish this thing. In chapter 10, verse 17, I believe you, you will be blessed. Let me, it says, and verse 16 says that, uh, this is the covenant I'll make with them after those days. Said the Lord, I'll put my law in their hearts and in their minds I will write them. I will, I will write, I, in their minds will I write them. Verse 17 says that, and their sins and iniquities I will remember them no more. So there's no need for sacrifice anymore because I said I won't remember it again. It's gone. That my people, this is the new covenant. That's what Jesus is the sure, he's the guarantor of this covenant. Right? He's the surety of this covenant. He's the mediator of this covenant. Very important. He's the mediator of this covenant according to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 6. He's the mediator of the time. He has an excellent ministry. I like that bit so much. His ministry is excellent. And he's the mediator of this covenant. The Bible says that for since I remember, remember no more. Look at verse 18. That's even more strong. He says that now where remission of these is, there are, there is no more offering for sin. So Jesus didn't have to offer anymore. Because the sins have been remitted. Previously, it was covered. According to Hebrews chapter, um, uh, no, according to Romans chapter 3. Atonement. Alright. And actually, Hebrews chapter, um, 9 as well, verse 22, talks about, and almost all things by the law is purged by the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Yeah. So you need blood to take care of sin. So, <clears throat> he says that, um, where there is, where remission of these are, these is, so sin has been remitted, has been taken care of. There is no more offering for sin. Because what are you going to offer for? Because it's taking care of sin. The blood of Jesus is so powerful. It takes care of, when you become born again, it takes care of your, all your sins in your past and all the potential sin that you may fall to which you will confess is already taken care of. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise God. So, you, you, you are a forgiven person. Be, that's what it means to be a Christian. I'm forgiven. My sins are forgiven. Yeah. Somebody may hold something against you. Try as much as possible and mitigate all those things and let not happen and make peace with people. But where you can, where it's possible. But between you and God, if you are forsaking your sin and come to Christ, there is no more charge of sin against you. That is called good news. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it says that, Having death, watch this, this is very important. So there's no more sin. But now, now verse 19 says that having therefore, we have something. What do we have? Having therefore, bo- uh, brethren, boldness to enter into the holies of holies by the blood of Jesus. How do we come? So you see, there's blood that is still speaking, but Jesus doesn't have to offer it again. It has been offered once and for all and it's eternally effective. It's eternally viable. It's eternally efficacious. The blood of Jesus it works eternally. It is eternally fresh. It's still working. Just like it was just uh, a sacrifice five minutes ago. The blood is still fresh. So it says that uh, having therefore boldness to enter into the holies of holies. But when you read uh, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 16, this is a very interesting text. Leviticus chapter 16 verse 2, God clearly told them, verse 2, 
And the Lord said to, unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother, that he come not at all times into my holy place within, within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not. For I will appear, I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Say, don't, don't just get up and just come to the presence of, you can't just get it. Say, tell Aaron, the high priest, say, tell him, don't, don't come. Don't just get up and come at all times. Come only once a year. Don't come. But now look at our story. Bible says that, there's 19, having boldness to enter the holies of holies by the blood of Jesus. We can enter it anytime, any day, any, any moment. We can enter. How? By the blood. So we come boldly. We walk boldly. We come boldly into the presence of God. That's why I said, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 said, therefore, come boldly before the throne of grace. Come boldly. We don't come timidly. We come boldly. When we, when Christians, if you have a good relationship with God, you start praying, say, Father! You don't know, Father, maybe I don't know if you, no, 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 no. Come boldly! And put your faith in Christ. Now, said, let, therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Uh, having, having the blood of Jesus, let us come boldly. Uh, let us uh, let us boldly enter into the holy of holy by the blood of Jesus, and then verse twenty, which is by a new and a living way which He has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh. So His flesh was the veil, the flesh. He, when you go beyond the flesh, you are going into the into spiritual divine things, right? The flesh of Jesus was like a veil. So most times people were seeing Him and they couldn't go past the flesh. In Second Corinthians chapter five, I think verse fourteen, yeah, either verse fourteen or fifteen, sixteen said, "No, no man after the flesh." We know no man after the flesh. So if you deal with people God is using after the flesh, you miss going beyond the flesh into the veil. You 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 have to go above. You have to go past their humanity. Yeah, I know that lady is human. I know that man is human. I know that pastor is human. Go past their humanity. Go past, but you know the hand of God is upon this person. Go past his humanity. Don't deal with him just like human. No, no man after the flesh. No, no man after the flesh. So Jesus Christ, his flesh was the veil. And the Bible says that he has, um, let us come in by a new and a living way. A new way. What does it mean by a new way? The Old Testament is an old way. And the old way you can't go. Aaron, don't come until you are you are supposed to. Don't come until you are invited to, or don't come until the time is due. Don't just say. But the new and the living way, we can come boldly. We can come boldly in a way that has been consecrated for us, through the veil, which is so we come through Christ. Then we recognize what His body has done for. He has done for us in His body, and we come through the veil. What verse twenty says that? Sorry, verse twenty one says that. So and having. And high priest over the house of God. So two things we have. We have two things from the world. It said having, um, having therefore brethren boldness to enter the the holies of holy how by the blood of Christ. And then he said and having a high priest over the house of God. These are two things that are working for you. Amen. This is very Christian message I'm teaching. Two things that are working for you. And you see on this understanding and on this truth hinge anything you can receive from God. Praise God. You can receive from God, do for God, be in God. It is hinged on the fact that you have direct access to God. 
You don't need anybody in order to get to God. He said, having boldness. So we have boldness to enter into the holies of holies by the, by the blood of Jesus. And then number two, we also have a high priest over the house of God. It's all for us. This, it is working for you. This thing is working for you. Hallelujah. This thing is working for you and it will continue to work for you. You will not be put to shame. You will see help. Help will come to you. Favor will come to you. Mercy will come to you. Mercy will speak for you. Mercy will speak for you. Grace will abound towards you. Grace of God will abound towards you. You will be, you, you will be on top. You will be thriving. You will do well. Your household will have testimonies. You will excel in the things of God. You will be used by God. You will do well in your worship, in your service to God. You will do well in ministry in the name of Jesus. Why? Because we have boldness to enter into the holies of holies. And guess what? We have a high priest. Now, when I say high priest, a high priest is, as you remember, a high priest is not just an ordinary high priest, but it's a royal high priest. We have a high priest over the house of God. The house of God. That's a strong phrase. Over the house of God. Concerning the things of God. Anything that has to do with God. As you are coming, you know your high priest has already gone ahead. Our forerunner, Hebrews 6.20. Our forerunner, who is the high priest, our father, the order of Melchizedek. He's already gone ahead of us. And so, he said, so what? Now this is where we come in. That's why I want to teach today. You have a role to play. Now, Jesus has come on earth and died and secured forgiveness of sins and access to the presence of God. And now he has gone ahead into the presence of God on your behalf to make sure that you can come boldly. You have a high priest who is interceding for you. You are coming boldly and he is teaming up with you to receive the nourishment, the blessings, the grace, the divine life to be able to thrive on earth. Heavenly life to thrive on earth. Hallelujah. So he said, we have this, we have the blood. So we, are, we have the ability to come boldly and we have the a high priest over the house of God. What are we now supposed to do with this good way, good things? Having to, um, boldness to enter the holy world and having a high priest. Let us draw near with a, draw near. Don't stay far. You see, please, you can't do well as a Christian if you do this thing once in a while. This church life you do once in a while. This Bible reading you do once in a while. This preaching you a, a, for a whole day, you haven't heard any preaching. How can you do well? Two days you have not heard any preaching. Three days you have not heard any preaching or you have not read any Christian book. A whole week. No preaching is coming, flowing towards you. Your faith comes by hearing and hearing. You must allow the inflow of God's word on a constant and a regular basis. There must be a regular and a constant inflow of God's word into your system, into your system. It nourishes you. It refines you. It's, 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 it's like petrification. It's like permineralization. That's what God does to us. It's like a petrified wood. You become like a petrified wood, having gone through permineralization, spiritual, divine permineralization. God is passing himself through you. And more, you are also beginning to lose more of your earthly self, your fleshly self. The more God is passing himself through you, how does he do it? By exposing yourself to the radiations of God, the word of God. The word of God. I was telling somebody earlier on. How? How? 
when we come to church, what must be center of our fellowship is the word. Is the word. I always, I always want to encourage pastors, preach the word, open the Bible, let God speak. God deserves the right to be heard and reserves the right to be heard when his people meet. It is a bad, I don't think it's a good thing to, especially Sunday morning service to come and teach on how to make your first million. Stop that! Make your what for your first million. What? What is this? What? <laughs> make what millions? Seven ways to financial freedom. Sunday morning. Organize a seminar another time. Organize the seminar. We have come to hear God's word. Open the scripture. But I'm, I'm showing how you come rich from the scripture. Who told you the scripture is to make us rich? It's to make us more of God. And the more you become of God, sin cannot have dominion. Most of the time, when we focus on what God will do for you, God is not. God will say, we marginalize, we go silent on the issue of sin. Sin is dangerous. Sin is st- sin. St- Stinks. Sin stinks. The more we point people to the word of God, the more strength they receive in their inner man to live and overcome sin. When you are living, the Bible says that you will not suffer your holy one to see corruption. I quoted the other time in Acts chapter 2 verse 27. You will not suffer your holy one to see corruption. Holiness will exempt you from satanic contaminations and corruption. Satan can't come and corrupt your marriage. Can't come and corrupt your, your life. Can't come and corrupt, because you, Jesus said, the, the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. John chapter 14 verse, I think, 29 or 30, 28 to 30 there. He said, the prince of this world cometh and he has nothing in me. When we gather, it is time for the word of God to be open for God to be heard. Hallelujah. God remains muted if the Bible gets closed. If we don't speak, we don't, we have to read from the text. Read from the text and explain the text and talk about the text. That is what Christian, Christian gathering, that is the center of Christian gathering. It's more important than even the singing and the music. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yes. Let's stop empowering people to be so materialistic, and now even use the word empowering them. We're diverting their focus on material. People are running to seek refuge in God, and we also pointing them, man of God, but thou, oh man of God, flee these things. Gain is not godliness. Gain, gain, gain. Having, 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 having doesn't mean God is with you. Having, 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 I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got this, I've got it. It is not an indication that God is with you. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 5, 6, 7, it said, gain is God, is not godliness. They suppose that gain is godliness, but it's a godliness with contentment, contentment. You are, you are working with God and in spite of what you may not even have, you feel content because God will support Apply your needs. Whatever you need, he will give you at that level. If you don't have this, be content. It's a godliness with contentment is the definition of breakthrough so long as God is concerned. Godliness with contentment. You are working with God. You are pure in spirit and in heart and working with God to the best of your spiritual abilities and abilities and intentions and pursuit. You are putting your energy, you are putting your focus in it, loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. You are giving all of it to it and once you do that and you are, you are, you are at peace with your state, 
as you work out, work yourself up, you are working yourself up into possession or into blessing or, or into promotion. He says that that is breakthrough. You have godliness and you are not frightened and you are not greedy and you are not envious and you are settled even though you haven't gotten your house yet. You haven't bought that car yet. You haven't bought, got that job yet. You are not married yet. You have not got a child yet. You haven't got this yet. But you, you have got God and you are happy you have got God. It says great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Jesus put this way. He said, beware of covetousness in Luke chapter 12. I think verse 16 or verse 15. Beware. Beware of covetousness because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. Look at this lockdown. Some of our sisters have got different wigs. Where are you wearing it to? Where where, where are you wearing their wig to? Those plenty shoes, where are you wearing them to? Very expensive shoes you have bought. Bags, bags upon bags, shoes upon shoes. Where are you wearing them to? Because they, those things are not the defining factor of life. But guess what? Now you are with your mom. You are with your dad. You are with your husband. With your, with your children. You are with the people you love, Or you are even by yourself, which, um, I mean, it's okay. You, that's you. That's, the life is you, not things. So Jesus said, a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possession. Those of us in the West, watch out, wake up. Material things, that is why this lockdown is affecting many people because people have moved away from developing healthy relationships into pursuit, pursuit of pleasure and material possession. And now it's biting. It's biting. It's biting because you think people are not important. It's biting because you have no regard for people. Important, you have no regard for your mom. You have no regard for your friends. You have no regard for your dad. You have no regard for your sisters. You have no regard for your brothers. You have no regard for your relatives. You have no regard for anybody because you are making your own money and you live however you want to. There you are. See, you are not happy. See, you are sad. See, you are miserable. See, you are empty. See, life is frustrating because you have not built healthy relationships a man's life I feel like preaching this thing a man's life does not consist the abundance of his possession am I saying having is bad no I'm not saying having is bad if you get it it's good but let us not make that the, the main aim for our living especially if you're a Christian if you're a Christian and you want to work with God never make material possession your target money should not be your ultimate purpose for living that is a cheap way of living that is a cheap way of living money 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 get it get it get it, get it, get it. and pleasure money and pleasure or power or prestige pleasure possessions power prestige pleasure Possessions, power, prestige, pleasure. I'm going for a party. I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. Right here. And that's all. I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Pregnant without a proper someone who loves you to take care of your husband. <laughs> Look at you. Okay, let me not go into all that. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What I'm trying to say, I got diverted to talk about material things. Men of God, let us focus on God's word. Let's help people to discover God more in his word. And that will make a huge, huge difference in the name of Jesus. So, well, it says that let us draw near, draw near, draw near. This time of lockdown, take advantage of this season. And even when the lockdown is over, take advantage of the season and draw near to God. Draw near to God. Draw near to God. The Bible says that draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So, 
God said, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. Hallelujah. He says that, let us draw near with a true heart. I want to talk about four things in an end day. Because we have the blood of Christ by, by which you can enter boldly into the presence of God. And in the presence of God, in the presence of God, we have a high priest who is seated. He said, because of these two things, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Four things. Number one, let us draw near with a true heart. With a true heart. Sincerity. Sincerity. Or, you can put it this way, faithfulness. A true heart. Your heart is genuine. Your heart is pure as you come to God. You are coming with a sincere. You are not hypocritical. Your yeah is your yeah and your no is your yes is your yes and your no is your no. I almost spoke. I was speaking King James. Nay, nay, yeah, yeah, nay, nay. Your yes is your yes and your no is your no. Let, let, let us come with a true heart because the, the time is coming when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in truth and in spirit. Let's come with a true heart. When you are doing something in God's heart, in God's house, when you are doing, let's, let's worship God in truth. Some people, they, like what Ananias and Sapphira, when it comes to giving, they won't show much. They want people to see they are doing but privately. They, they never practice it. This lockdown is a good time for people to show whether you genuinely love God and all the giving you are doing. Is it because people, somebody will notice that you are giving while you are doing it? Or is it because you actually want to do it? So now, after the sessions, you are left. You know you are supposed to do. Some people intentionally forget when you can. And you see your brother in need and you, you intentionally turn a blind eye. Aye, but you know the Spirit of God wants you to be of help to somebody. You know the Spirit of God wants, wants you to be sincere with your giving and your tithing. You know the Spirit is your responsibility as a Christian. It's part of your genuine worship. And so he said, be, let's come with sincerity. Sincerity is important. I'm talking about four, four keys to come to Christ with, or come to the throne because of this boldness and high priest we have. Let's come. One is sincerity. One is sincerity. Number two. So let's come with a true heart in full assurance of faith, faithfulness or, or fidelity. So first one is, uh, is sincerity. Second one is fidelity. You are faithful. To God. The, the subject of the scriptures. You are faithful to the scriptures. You are not caving in and compromising and changing your position because you want to fit into a certain class of it or you want some people to like you. And so what you know the scripture is saying, you are now compromising it intentionally and knowingly because you want to be accepted somewhere or now you say, oh, it doesn't matter, but this, it doesn't matter. On what grounds are you saying it doesn't matter? On what biblical grounds, as a Christian, the steps you are taking, the decisions you are making, your approach, you are, or the, the, the choices you are making, and then the approach you have taken to life, to life, you must justify it with scripture. Leave the unbelievers to talk about, oh, the scripture, I can't live by the scripture. They, being a Christian means I'm living by the scriptures. Yeah. That is why when we have meetings, our meetings must be around the scripture. 
the more scriptures and the more we 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 are illuminated, we are enlightened to have revelations and to have understanding of the scripture, the better we can do in our work with God and the more we can last. When the storms come, no storm can hit you because you are buried and you are you are you know the God. Paul said, Yeah, nevertheless, I for this reason I suffer all these things. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have believed. Second Timothy chapter one, verse twelve. I know who, so I'm persuaded. Praise God. So um full assurance of faith. Be convinced about your faith in Christ. Be convinced about the th- the things you know about God in the scriptures. He's the son of God. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of power. He's a God who blesses. He's a God who rewards. When you do anything for the people of God, when you do anything for his house, he will never forget. He says that for God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love, which you demonstrate towards him. For in that you minister to the same. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10. For God is not unrighteous to forget your labor. Don't let anyone work you out of serving God or building the house of God or commit me. Don't let, don't give anybody that privilege. Never give any human being that privilege. No human being deserves the, the ability or the privilege of making you not do God's work because they have offended you, because they have disappointed you, or because they treated you in a certain way, because of what they did, because of what's up. Now you said, I won't do for God again. Ah, don't do that. Don't give any human being that, that, that privilege or that opportunity. Never. Because you are too, you are higher than that. You are too, you are too way, way too high than that. Higher, higher than that to let a human being make you not do God's work. Make you not do what you know. God wants you to do. Hallelujah. So it says that let us draw near with a true heart and uh, in full assurance of faith. So one, sincerity, two, fidelity, three, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Sprinkled here talking about how the blood of Christ in Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter nine, verse 14 talks about um, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. You can't serve God with a dead, uh, bad conscience. So the blood of Christ purges our conscience, not just deals with our sins. It also purges our conscience, right? So he says that let us come with, um, with our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience. It takes the blood. Now, if the blood is the one that saved you, it you it makes you humble. I don't know how many of you have experienced forgiveness of sins before. Obviously, if you're a Christian, you must have. But you know, sometimes maybe you, you went off or you 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 did something you should have done, you said something you should have, and you know you sinned against God bad. And God forgave you. A forgiving heart is a humble heart. When you are forgiven, sometimes you just find it easier to forgive others because of the way God has forgiven you. Yeah. A forgiving heart, a heart that has been forgiven or a forgiving man has a humble heart. A forgiving man has always demonstrates a humble heart. It's a sign that you know you have been forgiven. Now, it says that so if we have been paid by the blood of Christ. Christ paid all this price that we will be free. Then it calls for humility. Come before God with humility. It's not because you have done anything, not because you are that important. You are that, that big, that, 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 all that. 
in yourself. You none of us is all is anything in ourselves because then we could have saved ourselves. But Bible says that I know uh, 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 there's the songwriter I think. Um, how can I forget his name? He says that amazing great how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like he calls himself John Newton. He calls himself a wretch. He said that I made this grace that saved me is amazing. This is a this is a statement of humility. You look at how God has saved you, the things you have done, the things you have done, you should have died some time ago. You should have been dead by now, you should have been very sick by now, you should have had HIV, you should have had all kinds of things, you shouldn't have been married by now. You know, something you know, something you shouldn't have been even been in a work by now, you should have been in prison by now, you should have been humiliated this because of the thing you did. God helped you. And look at you today, you are in Christ. Forgiven, a cause for humility. So let us come with full assurance of faith, with a, 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 a true heart, sincerity, full assurance of faith, fidelity, um, with our conscience, uh, with our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience. That is um, um, humility. And then fourthly, finally, our bodies washed with pure water, purity. Sincerity, fidelity, humility, purity. Because we have boldness into the presence of God and high priest, we have to come boldly with sincerity, fidelity, humility, and purity. Purity. Yes, I meant purity. 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 What is repentance? I said the other time in church that repentance means stop doing it. Stop doing it. Stop the gambling. Stop the masturbation. Stop the pornography. I'm talking to you. Pornography. Come boldly with purity. He says, being washed by the renew, uh, being washed by the water by of the word. Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty-six. Washing by the by the water of the word. Purity matters. Bible says that be holy even as I'm holy. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, joy. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right way of doing things. That pleases God. What you are doing, this contention, this argument, this bitterness, this unforgiveness, is it pleasing God? Is it, you are determined to retaliate because you will never forgive. You retaliate. You, you will do it. Is it pleasing God? I'm talking about purity. Purity, this lying spirit, lying, 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 lying and cheating and lying and cheating and doing this and doing that. Anger. You, you are blasting, you go on some, you go on social media, you you want to go and talk against somebody to humiliate them. I won't say shame onto you, but not that, no. But, (laughs) slandering somebody, defaming their character, the things you are saying about somebody, the things you are doing, purity, purity. Come boldly with purity. So come boldly with sincerity. Come boldly with fidelity. Come boldly with humility. Come boldly with purity. My brother, my sister, this fornication has become too much. (laughs) It's too much now. (laughs) Fornication is a sin. Living with somebody you are not married to. And sleep with the person. It's a sin. How? Look at what this pastor is talking. Oh, sorry. I'm a believer of the word. 
But how can you be believing? You're an unbeliever. That's why. So I'm not, I know you. I'm talking to that other person. Because some of these things, when we preach the word of God, is foolishness to those who are perishing. It's foolishness. It's nonsense to those. Don't turn the thing off. Wait. Don't keep it. Keep it. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. God is calling you unto purity. He died for you. Jesus died on the cross for you. He's calling you unto purity. He's calling you unto humility. He's calling you unto sincerity. And he's calling you unto fidelity. Be faithful to the word of God. Let us come boldly. Therefore, having boldness to enter into the holies of holies by a new and by the blood of Christ, by the new and by a new and living way, which is consecrated for us through his, uh, through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near, draw near to God, draw near. Don't stay far. Draw near with, uh, with uh, uh, a true heart sincerity. With, uh, 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 with a true heart, with sincerity, with, with, uh, uh, full, in, in full assurance of faith, fidelity. This faith in works. This faith in Christ works. Fidelity. And having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, humility. And with our bodies washed with pure water, which is purity. Let's stay pure. Let's stay humble. Let's stay faithful to the word of God. Fidelity. And let's stay sincere in our worship. Let's not be dodgy and hypocritical. And I believe that this is the route to enjoying the high priestly role of Christ in your life. I see God blessing you. I see God helping you. In these times of lockdown, may you be remembered. May you be remembered for good. May you, re- where good, good, something good shows up, may you be one of those whose name will come up first in the name of Jesus. This is a quick one and I don't want to go too far, but I want you to know we have blood giving us access to the presence of God and we have high priest over the house of God. And so our job is to approach, come near, draw near with sincerity, with fidelity, with humility and with purity. I pray for you, if you are struggling in any way in your life, I pray that the Holy Spirit, our helper, the Holy Spirit, our standby, the Holy Spirit, our comforter, the Holy Spirit, our advocate, may he strengthen and help you in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to walk with you and draw near. Help us. We can't do it by ourselves. You are our strength and our song. Help us to draw near. Oh God, help us. Help my brother. Help my sister. I pray for you. I know your heart is broken because of all the things that have been going on in your life. I know. I know your heart is broken, but I want you to know that it's okay. Christ has died to cover us and just get up and determine that you are going to approach come near don't stay far just draw near at any cost i'm going to come near to christ i'm going to come near to god i'm moving near with a true heart with with sincerity with faithful fidelity with uh, uh um humility and with purity i'm going to come close determine and i pray for you that god will help you just as he's helping us all may god help you May God help us to remain strong in the Lord, in Jesus' name, for the days are evil. God bless you, in Jesus' name. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. 
Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.